Yeah, you can just talk about my purple shirt on. It is, it, but it, 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 you actually just you picked the right color purple. I well, it's Lent. You, you mean it? it like yeah, I when I was getting the camera set up, it was like you just kind of blended in to the I, wall. I like that. That's what I try to do always. So maybe blend. it's like a little floating head. Well, yeah. not with the tie. No, and that's why I wear the tie <laughs> just to like keep my head tied to the thing. Uh, yeah. So and why why. Why purple, Paul? Color of pen. Purple, Paul. Penitential color. The penitential purple, Paul. Penitential purple, Paul. We can make that a tongue twister before we get these started. Different than purple rain. Different from purple rain. Different than Oprah's color purple. (laughs) It's the penitential purple. Different than the Gogol Gogol Bordello is a gypsy punk band. uh, And they've got a great song called the, I think it's Start Wearing Purple. Oh, yeah, that song. Yeah. Yeah, they played at my senior prom. I know. It's because you're so young and hip. With the Backstreet Boys. You're so young and hip. Your senior prom. Um, yeah. So it was purple. an oldie then. So purple every every week except for one in, in Lent. Yep. And that's kind of like Advent, but it's longer than Advent. It is. Well, that's Gaudete. Laudete. Laetare. Laetare. I'm glad you're – that's why you're the Latin scholar. This is – the Latin scholar. <laughs> this, is, this is Latin. All right, Laetare. Laetare Sunday. It's not that. We're, we're, we're a ways away from Laetare Sunday. <laughs> yes, we'll get there someday. Now we're in the throes of purple. That's it. Which is my favorite of the liturgical colors because it's the most slimming. It's a, it's a really it's nice like dark. color. It's good. It's like, yeah. it's like, like the black. The it's not because pur- I'm holy. It's because it's slimming. Yeah, purple is also royal color, color of royalty. Too. It is, yeah. But... But no, that's not why we wear it in Lent. We no, wear we purple. wear it for this penitential. That's why we wear purple stoles for confessions. And that's true. Yeah. Yeah. So because it's the penance. St- the stole for confession is, and what is a stole? Stole is the it's the scarf looking thing that the priest wears, and bishops around our neck. It signifies that we are part of the sacerdotal order, which means that we're priests. Now, that's all it means. You wear a stole for mass. I do underneath. But you can't see it. We don't get no. to see it. No, and this is why, and some priests of a certain age and uh, era, they do wear their stoles over their chasuble, which is the poncho thing that we wear, and it's wrong. It's wrong because the stole si- signifies the office, right? So deacons, they wear a stole across their chest, um, that connects at their hip, um, and that signifies that they have the office of the diaconate, which is different from the office of a priest. Um, and the tradition behind that is that when their their stole crosses at their hip, it looks it's supposed to look like angels' wings. No, I didn't know that. And the deacon is serving at the altar like the angels serve at the altar. So that's kind of where the tradition comes of that. Sweet. But cool. so also so you can tell the difference between a deacon and a and a priest, and the chasuble signifies the yoke that Jesus says, take my, uh, uh, I, I take my yoke upon you for my yoke is easy and burden light, right? Um, so Jesus takes on the yoke of our sins. So as, as the priest going to offer the sacrifice of the mass in my chasuble, it signifies that I've put on the prayers and the sins of my people and I carry them with me to the altar of sacrifice where I offer the sacrifice of the mass on behalf of my people. So to put your stole over your chasuble 
is to say that my office is more important than the role I have of bringing these things to the Lord for his mercy and his forgiveness and his prayer and, and his grace. It's to say my office is more important than my people. And that's horse hockey. That's horse it's hockey. Bolshevik. It's Bolshevik. It's that's a that's like communist. It's awful. Now yeah. granted, the priests of that era are not saying that their office is more important because they weren't taught theology, so they weren't taught that. <laughs> but that's what they were just taught this is a style and it's a style I like because it's what I grew up with. But it's everything we do has a reason and it has significance and symbolism because it makes uh, it makes a, a reality very visible to us as we're going through the sacred mysteries. Yeah, like why we wear purple. I'm off my soapbox. Now. All right. How, I how, hate overstalls. How was the view from your uh, soapbox? You know, box? I'm not normally that high, that tall, so it was a pretty good view. I, I'm glad you're not that tall. But I'm also, also glad that you're not. also reminds me why tallness is overrated. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I can reach things. You can. It's um, also hotter up there. It is. That's true. But we live in Chicago. It's not a bad thing. Fair enough. All right. Uh, do we introduce podcasts yet? Nope. <laughs> Thanks, producer Rick. I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Maneric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints to in- who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. That is our longest intro ever. I think maybe maybe like cut and paste it back. <laughs> I might have can. to. <laughs> we can do it. You can do that. I'll figure it out. Yeah, or not. Who knows? Yeah, anyway. Whatever. Is it like that was a soapbox? That was my soapbox. It has you, you, to do you, with... hit, you hit a chord and nothing to do with, with Lent or prayer. Well, it's, this is about prayer, but. I, I just wanted to, you to explain what a stole was, and then we got like a 25 minute d- dissertation. <laughs> use our whole. Yeah, it's only two minutes in. There <laughs> were six minutes. Yeah, all right. That's fine. So, yeah. Anyway. anyway. So, that's it. So, all so you pray. priests, all you priests out there. Put Don't that you, stole under your chasuble where it belongs. Put that stole under your chasuble yeah. where it belongs. She's priest. I tell you. Uh, anyway, so we're talking about prayer. <laughs> prayer, yes. Uh, not chasubles, not stoles. <laughs> um, so prayer. This is a time. Is one of the three pillars of Lent. The three pillars of Lent, like we mentioned last episode, right? Prayer, almsgiving, fasting. These are the three pillars of Lent. They come straight from the gospel, right? They, right out of the gospel. Right out of the Jesus gospel. Jesus did those 40 days in the desert after his baptism. Yeah. and Not 40 days in the dessert. It didn't take him that long to eat ice cream. But. And it, it, right. And it, but I changed. How, <laughs> how much ice cream did Jesus I'm eat? making this podcast about how many times can I make producer Rick laugh. <laughs> um, so we have, uh, right, like Matthew talks about prayer. And then he talks about well. First, he talks about almsgiving, then prayer, and then fasting. In that, in, in that, or like all in chapter six of Matthew. Okay. Yeah. But we're only do prayer today. We're only doing prayer. So, so, what does Matthew say about prayer, Paul? Well, he doesn't say it, but he tells you what Jesus says. Well, tell us what does our Lord and Savior say? He says, "When you pray, not if. When you pray, because Jesus says." You pray. We pray. Gee, he's always praying, right? Yeah, that's right. Pray always without he's, ceasing. He's going out. He's always praying. He's all like, and he's, he prays when he gets stressed. But you can tell, I I, I, don't, I I hesitate to use the word stressed. It's Jesus. He prays. He got stressed. He prays when there are 
They almost People tried to kill flung. him a few times. That's stressful. Yeah, he's pretty cool though. He's like, I'm just gonna go between pass through the midst. Yeah, but it's I still say stressful. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm pretty cool too, and I get stressed. It's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, Especially about overstoles. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Jesus says, when you pray, put your stole under your chasuble. No, he does not say that. He says, <laughs> he says when you pray. Do not be like the hypocrites who love to stand and pray in the synagogues and on street corners so that others may see them. Amen, I say to you. This is, this is, this is intense stuff. Amen, I say to you, they have received their reward. I guess that means the people who see them and go, wow, that guy's really holy. Mm-hmm. That's it. That's all they get for that's that. That's it. Um, but, that's what for they, most of them, that's enough. Because that's what they want, right? That's, that's what, what they, they want. want. Um, that's what we want. I mean, I'm going to put myself in there sometimes too, right? I want praise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a very human thing. Like I want to to be praised. Um, but if that's if that's why you're doing this, if you're praying to be praised and not to praise, that's the problem. Mm-hmm. So there, there you go. You get your reward. Wow, I like that. Praying to be praised, not to praise. Yeah, I like you, that. You're not allowed I'm to about use coffee that. mugs. That that we gotta put that on a coffee mug. Okay. Do I get royalties? Yeah, we'll give you royalties. Sweet. I'm gonna get like, like thirteen dollars. Uh, <laughs> give me a purple, one. <laughs> a purple one with a stole. A, we should get make these and have sell them anyway. <laughs> Fundraisers. But when you when you pray, go to your inner room, close the door, and pray to your father in secret, and your father who sees in secret will repay you. In praying, do not babble like the pagans who think that they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them. Your father knows what you need before you ask him. And then what, is, what does Jesus do after that? He teaches us how to pray the prayer that we always say at Mass, the Our Father. That's where in, in Matthew's version of the Our Father, it comes right there, right after Jesus. So that is Jesus in a nutshell. He's saying, set aside time. Not Obviously, he doesn't, he doesn't say, don't go. Jesus goes to the synagogue he goes to temple he goes he preaches he's not saying don't do that right but he is saying you need to set aside time if you want to get deep in this to a rich place where you can communicate with god where you can commune with god um in this this prayer close your door lock yourself in get some quiet time and find that place and i think that's really powerful and and pedagogical really like he's teaching us how to pray yeah you know, I had a, my teacher when I was in fifth grade, Miss Rolletter, God rest, rest her soul, um, she once taught us and told us uh, about prayer and that in her house she lived with two big dogs. Um, I think one of her children was still living in the house at, at the time and her husband. And she would tell us the only place where she could pray and have complete silence and nobody would bother her was her bathroom. And that's where she would go to pray. And she said she, on, her, on the windowsill of her bathroom, they had a little crucifix. And when it was time to pray, she'd grab her Bible or book, whatever she had, go in the bathroom, close the door, lock it, because she knew nobody would bother her in there. And nobody would question her regardless of how long she was in there. And that's where she prayed. Because if she was anywhere in the house in the house, you know, she'd get bothered a million times. Uh, but in the bathroom, and then and that's, I mean, yeah, Jesus says go in the room, close the door. Um, but... You know, she saw that time as something she really de- she needed to give that time to the Lord for, for herself, for her relationship with Christ, and 
Um, and I always remember that ever since I was in fifth grade. I was like, this is if the, if it's this important to Miss Rolletter that she told us she does it in the bathroom, then this must be something that's important. So is that so when I can't find you, check the bathroom. <laughs> no, don't come looking for me. Okay. Just, if you can't find me, okay. t- just take the hint. Okay. All right. Okay. So, I'm just sometimes you don't want to be found. I'm trying, trying to just clarify what to, where, where to find you. Um, so praying in quiet, right? I think that that is so – it's so important because you – Silence is extremely important in the spiritual life. And and so you've got – and you've got to be intentional, especially in today's age, right? Mm-hmm. Like where our cell phones are buzzing. We've got music that can play in our ear pods and our earbuds and, and you've got – There's ev- distractions everywhere. I mean, silence. I mean, just even in your pocket with the notifications, yep. your Amazon bug. package that's arriving, or your ring doorbell, or, or an email, texts and emails, email from work, a text yeah. from your mom. It's all. It's you just you're, you have distractions. Right, you know, for me, I keep it in my pocket up here. I did, it's on my watch. My watch even distracts me. <laughs> right, and so it is so. It's so hard, right? And we think about we think about finding time to do anything you've got to be intentional about it right you've got to carve it out you've got to make a schedule. I, mean, I don't know about any of the people listening or watching but i know for me if i don't intentionally say this time is prayer time it's not gonna happen i will find reasons to not make it happen i will find reasons to do something else because there are a gazillion things to distract us with for a while i would actually schedule in my calendar daily it said uh appointment with jesus i that like was, that that was my holy hour because if i if, i mean for a while you know you get so busy i live off of my phone calendar and if i didn't schedule it ahead of time it, it just didn't happen and then it gets to the end of the day and i'm tired and all i want to do is watch law and order or or, or just go to bed and, and i'm not gonna pray laying down in bed i'm gonna sleep laying down in bed and even if i you know get a get a quick prayer i'll pray night prayer or something before going to bed it's just it's not the same as taking that time in silence and and just communing with the lord right and i i do i do something similar i don't i I like that appointment with a little make make an appointment with jesus appointment with jesus i have you know i i think pacing your day and forcing yourself to to stop what you're doing so i have an alarm at noon and i just say the angelus right It's not, it's not a long prayer. It's like a minute, maybe two minutes, right? But you stop. And I'm not good at stopping. Mm-hmm. I, I, I still be like, okay, Angela's right. I'll get you. Yeah. As soon as I'm done with this. Yeah, I've got to do and this. And then, wait, oh, no, I got to do this. But for Lent, Oh, that's... wait, no, someone's calling on the phone. Hold on. Right. We'll get to the Angela's in a minute, Lord. And that's, and that's it. And so for Lent, that's, that's a thing for me. I'm like, no, I got a noon appointment with Jesus. Mm-hmm. I'm going to take it. And and the angels is such a beautiful prayer too because it really focuses I think on on Mary's Mary's prayer life, yep. right? And what does her prayer life say? Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it done unto me according to thy word, right? Amen. Like, like this is the ultimate you you bring the challenges, the joys, bring it all to God and be like, "Look, I thank you for this. I'm struggling with this." I and but you've got to let go mm-hmm. to some degree. You've got to let go and be like, I can't control everything, and I've got to trust you. And through prayer, I think 
that's that's where you develop that trust, that trusting relationship with God is, is through prayer. So the Andrews is big. Set your set a timer for noon. Do that. Three o'clock divine mercy. If you can do that, another one, it's like five minute prayer. I mean, that's it's so fast, the, the chaplet of divine mercy. Yeah. Um, you use a rosary. Even the rosary takes fifteen minutes. The rosary takes fifteen minutes. It we take talk, long at all. We talked about it last week. We said with your family. One thing that I do, I, I'm not it is. It can be hard to carve out time with your family to do like a family rosary. If you can, great. I'm saying do it. But what we do is we'll do a decade a night. A decade takes two minutes, and there are yeah. five days in the week: Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. There's your rosary. Yeah, it's all rosary. Um, and you know you can you get, do a different. Let's say you do sorrowful. Yeah. And you do joyful, whatever. But that's that's another way. Just to start, if you haven't built in that prayer time, especially with kids, if you got kids. Build it and put it in your bedtime routine for Lent. Just make it make it an extra little bit. Like I am going to pray with my kids before meals and before bed, and maybe even when you wake up. That's that's a hard one. I am so bad at that. Get with my kids. Yeah. Like I I mean it's it but it's it comes with the scheduling it and and it. silent prayer. I mean yeah I I'm all for family rosary as right. we talked about last week. Um, I'm all for any kind of communal prayer. Um, even like for couples that that are just together, whether you're married or not, uh, you should pray together. Uh, a, a great thing for any couples to do, or a, or a group of friends, even just pray with the upcoming gospel for that for the upcoming Sunday and start a little a Bible study group. You know, read the gospel for the upcoming Sunday. It prepares you for Sunday mass, and then uh, talk about the gospel and what you got out of it and what you, what what it's saying to you and how can you live this in your life, you know, kind of answer those typical Bible study questions. Um, and then at worst case scenario, uh, when you show up for mass and the priest has the most boring homily ever, you've at least read it through once before and you heard it again. And you kind of ask the Holy Spirit to give me a better homily in my head, Lord. Like, what do you... What are you actually saying to me now? And then you get more out of out of the celebration of Holy Mass. Uh, yeah, I think that. That's... And then as you do it together, you know, so, so say if you have your husband and wife, and even if you have kids, to do it at dinner or just with a group of friends, then you learn from each other. You know, some, you know, your your spouse or your friends that you do this with, they may get something completely different out of the gospel than than you did, or they may say, you know, this struck me in this way, or this makes me think of this story, and. And you learn from each other in that prayer together, and it just makes you a better version of yourself, and it makes you a better disciple. So we've, we've identified three really cool ways to pray if you to kind of give you action items, right? Like yeah. if you've got kids, start praying with them more intentionally and more regularly, right? Like, And it's, it's a hard thing to do, but it's not that hard, and we do so much with our kids, right? We teach them how to tie shoes, how to use the toilet, how to say please and thank you. And it's never perfect, but you, we do it because it is important. And so the same thing goes with prayer. So, so pray with your kids. Number two, pray if you've got a spouse, if you've got a significant other, a fiance, especially if it's a fiance, like build that, pray together. Start now. Start yeah. now. Um, and if, you, if you're single, find a group of friends that can – read the gospel together as well you know like just form a group of people um kind of at your own intellectual and kind of age level and then third pray alone yeah and pray in silence pray in silence and and it's in that silence 
that you'll start to hear and recognize the voice of God. You know, St. Ignatius of Loyola uh, speaks of three voices that are active in our life at any given time. There's the voice of the good spirit, which can normally be God, but it doesn't have to be. It could be our guardian angel. It could be any of the any number of the communion of saints, uh, those that we know about and those that we don't know about. Um, it could be a supportive friend that's trying to urge you in the right direction or your spouse. Uh, so there's the good spirit, then there's the bad spirit. <laughs> that would be the, the evil one, but not necessarily him all the time. But it could also be any other demon. It could be someone who just wants to see your downfall and is uh, an actual human that's working against you. Um, and then there's your own spirit, right? That my own voice, right? So and, you know, when I'm talking to the kids uh, about this, Ignatius of Loyola calls it the discernment of spirits, being able to hear the voice of the evil spirit that's going to lead you to the will of the Father, to hear that voice and to follow that voice over the other ones. So in, in your prayer, um, it, it that silence helps you to distinguish between those three voices. So my example with kids oftentimes is I'm, I'm sitting between a salad and a cheeseburger. Um, what do I want to eat? Well, the, the good spirit is telling me to eat the salad because uh, it's healthy for me. It's more nutritious. It's going to help me live longer. The bad spirit is telling me to eat the cheeseburger because it's delicious and it's it'll satisfy your hunger immediately and it's really what you want and salads are for animals. And Why are the good spirits so lame? I, right, well, that's what the bad spirit says, so you'd be a bad spirit. Uh, like, don't listen to that lame right. spirit. And then my own spirit is just saying, I'm hungry and I want to eat. And that... And then sometimes the bad spirit wins by, yes, that cheeseburger will satisfy me a lot quicker than the salad. But the salad is more nutritious. I might go with a cheeseburger today. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but the more time, we, you know, there I was able to distinguish the voices. But when you don't know which voice is which, the bad spirit will want to confuse you for the good spirit. And I think that, I think that and neither salads nor cheeseburgers are sinful. Right, but one is better for me than the other. So it's it's on all aspects of life, and knowing the voice of the good spirit and silence teaches us what God's voice sounds like. Right, and and like this is made clear way back, right in in Kings with Elijah, right okay. when he goes and he's up in Horeb, and it says he came to a cave where he took shelter. The word of the Lord came to him. Why are you here, Elijah? And he answered, I've been most zealous for the Lord. He talks, 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 and. Uh, he, he wants to hear the word of the Lord and he's, he's looking and waiting for the word to come to him. And he's like, when do I get, when do I get the word? And it, do I hear it in a storm? Do I hear it in thunder? Do I hear it in fire? No, he hears it in a gentle noise, gentle right? Whisper, yeah. A gentle whisper. And so that, that's where we hear, I was at, I was at this church in, um, South Haven, Michigan, and beautiful town. The church is—I don't remember the name. It's a—it's uh, a early father is the name. Anyway, I don't remember. Um, overlooks Lake Michigan. It's beautiful, and uh, so we're there. And inside of the church uh, that day, they had a guy come at the end of mass and share. He was raising money for um, Christ, the persecuted church. In, in like Afghanistan or Iraq or whatever. And he said, he said, I was in prayer 
and I heard a voice, but it wasn't my voice. And I had thoughts that weren't my thoughts. And the voice and these thoughts were saying, do something. Do something to help these people. And he, because he had read a story. But that is like you're saying. And so there's that question of, okay, I'm getting this message. Is the message telling me to do something that's going to draw me closer to God? Or is it in some subtle way dividing me? And that, I think that's the discernment. And regular but prayer helps us to figure discern it out. that. Yeah, disentangle that. And, and it's yeah. got to be in quiet. Yeah, It's got to it be in quiet. And you're going to wrestle with both. So pray, folks. It's Lent. We're called to, to more intently pray fast and to give to charity, to give alms. Pray. Pray. Yeah. Amen. It's, it's, it's not hard, but you got to commit. The commitment is a, has anything. It's, it's hard to show up. And don't overcommit. You talk about this a lot, right? Yes. Like, don't say, hey, I'm going to pray for an hour today. Start yeah. if you if you're if you're not if you're not in the habit, start with five minutes and set your timer. Seriously. Set five, your timer. Start with five, then maybe you know, maybe by holy week you're up to ten or maybe fifteen minutes. But don't don't push it, you know. But the goal the goal should be a holy hour every day. That should be everybody's goal. Not everybody can do that and that's fine. Um, but the goal should be an hour, so but if you're not praying at all, five minutes. That's five TikToks. Do you do the TikTok? I don't, I don't TikTok. Oh, well, the little one, the, the, the young, the little kids do. Our, our youth group members do. It's five <sighs> TikToks. Those are like a minute long. That's it. I know some of you out there watching TikTok. Put it down. Pray. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm Father Dominic. I'm Paul Eric. And this is Ed Talks, where we hope to inspire saints who inspire saints to build the kingdom of God. Amen. Amen.